You are listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today's episode is an ADHD episode, and we are going to talk about being impulsive or lack of impulse control. This is a very big thing for a lot of people with ADHD. It is definitely one of my biggest symptoms that I have when it comes to ADHD. One of the signs of AD of being having impulse control when you are living your life is the inability to think about what you're going to say or what action you're going to do before you do it. A lot of us have a hard time controlling that. We tend to do things that, well, quite frankly, are impulsive or act without thought or without you know, the ability to go, is this the right thing to do or is this the wrong thing to do? Often we get into trouble because of it, and it can be with the law, with uh, abusive substances, with relationships, with friendships, in school, in a work environment, all because of the lack of impulse control. So it is a big big thing that we needs to be looked at and discussed here because there is a lot of people out in the world today with ADHD that do suffer from a lack of impulse control. Okay, so... Frontal Dysfunctions of Impulse Control, a Systematic Review in Borderline Personality Disorder and Attention and Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. I will discuss the BPD because there is a lot of common similarities between them, but this is mainly going to be discussing ADHD. So bear with me and we'll get some information here, okay? All right. Disorders such as Borderline Personality Disorder, BPD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, ADHD, are characterized by impulsive behaviors. Impulsivity, as used in clinical terms, is very broadly defined and entails different categories, including personality traits, as well as different cognitive functions, such as emotion regulation or interference resolution and impulse control. Impulse control as an executive function, however, is neither cognitively nor neurobehaviorally a unitary function. Recent findings from behavioral and cognitive neuroscience studies suggest related but dissociable components of impulse control along functional domains like selective attention, response selection, motivational control, and behavioral inhibition. In addition, behavioral and neural dissociations are seen for proactive versus reactive inhibitory motor control. The prefrontal cortex with its subregions is the central structure in executing, ex- executing these impulse control functions. Based on these concepts of impulse control, neurobehavioral findings of studies in BPD and ADHD were reviewed and systematically compared. Overall, Patients with BPD exhibited prefrontal dysfunctions across impulse control components rather in orbitofrontal, dorsal medial, and dorsal lateral prefrontal regions, 
whereas patients with ADHD display disturbed activity mainly in ventrolateral and medial prefrontal regions. Prefrontal region dysfunctions, however, vary depending on the impulse control component and from disorder to disorder. This suggests a dissociation of impulse control related frontal dysfunctions in BPD and ADHD. Although only few studies are hitherto available to assess frontal dysfunctions along different impulse control components in direct comparison of these disorders. Yet, these findings might serve as a hypothesis for the future systematic assessment of impulse control components to understand differences and commonalities of prefrontal cortex dysfunction in impulsive disorders. Okay, impulsivity, impulsivity as a diagnostic criterion. Impulsivity is regarded as a clinical, diagnostic, and pathophysiological hallmark of several neuropsychiatric psychiatric disorders such as borderline personality disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity syndrome or ADHD, obsessive compulsive disorder, trichotillomania, pathologic gambling, and chronic substance abuse. A complete review of frontal dysfunctions associated with impulsivity across the whole range of psychiatric disorders is beyond the scope of the review. We will therefore focus on frontal dysfunctions in BPD and adult ADHD and their relation to different components of impulse control. All right, I'm going to skip the BPD part because we are focusing on ADHD. In ADHD, one of the main diagnostic symptoms besides inattention and hyperactivity is impulsivity. Impulsive behaviors may consist of blurting out answers before questions have been completed, having difficulties awaiting a turn, or interrupting or intruding on others. As most of the symptoms listed in the DSM-5 are rather observed in childhood, ADHD, other impulsive symptoms have been suggested for adult ADHD, such as impatience, example, while driving, or impulsive buying. Other major manifestations of adult ADHD are thought to be poor occupational performance, abrupt ineation, and or termination of relationships, multiple marriages, separations, divorces, and excessive involvement in pleasurable activities without recognizing risks of painful consequences, and so on. Similarly, additional impulse symptoms have been added in the DSM-5, such as leaving the place in the office in a situation which one is expected to remain seated. As one may deduce from the multiple impulsive symptoms listed above, there is no commonly accepted unitary definition of impulsivity in the clinical domain, even though impulsivity is considered to be a diagnostic criterion for severe several psychiatric disorders. The assessment of underlying neural dysfunctions is further complicated by the multifaceted nature of impulse control. That will, therefore, be addressed in the next section. All right, the multifaceted nature of impulse control. Components of impulse control. Impulse control as an executive function is neither cognitively or a neurobehaviorally a unitary function. Recent findings from behavioral and cognitive neuroscience studies suggest related but dissociable components of impulse control along functional domains such as selective attention, cognitive control, response selection, motivational control, and behavior behavioral inhibition. Using a structural equation modeling approach recently demonstrated that at least six separable but related components of impulse control exist. 
the control of stimulus interference, proactive interference, response interference, and behavioral inhibition, as well as decisional and motivational impulsivity. It should be noted that varying conceptualizations and definitions of impulse control components have been suggested. Stimulus interference may be defined as the ability to suppress or resolve interference due to resource or stimulus competition related to information in the external environment that is irrelevant to the task at hand. Thus, stimulus interference may be considered as impulse control at an attentional level. In stimulus interference, tasks such as the Stroop paradigm, participants assess whether a probe stimulus matches a target stimulus. A lot of scientific stuff here. Proactive inhibition consists of the suppression of information that was previously relevant to the task, but has since, be, since become irrelevant. As this impulse control component requires control of information in working memory, it may be assigned to impulse control at a cognitive level. Proactive inhibition may be assessed using the recent probes task or the directed forgetting task. Impulse control may occur at different behavioral levels. Response interference may result from the activation of a relevant response tendency and response priming as well as task switching paradigms, which have been shown to almost exclusively re reflect response related interference. Whereas response interference rather involves competition between two task relevant responses and thus interference is present at an earlier response selection stage. Behavioral inhibition focuses on withholding or cancellation of an already selected or initiated response, and thus late control processes. Stop signal and go-no-go no go tasks be belong to the most prominent behavioral inhibition tasks. Impulse control may also be necessary at a decisional level. This component is represented by information sampling, which relates to decision-making style and assesses the amount of information sampled before a decision is reached. Impulse control in the sense of a lack of reflection can be assessed by measuring participants' response criterion, which can be rather liberal or conservative. High impulsivity is assumed to be associated with a relatively liberal criterion. An impulse decision is made when a person samples only a small amount of information. A motivational component of impulse control consists on the, of the temptation of short-term reward, thereby interrupting long-term goals to the degree that delayed rewards are discounted. Delay of gratification may be assessed by delay discounting paradigms. In addition to the multifaceted components of, um, of impulse control, it becomes increasingly evident that some of the disparities result from the variety of methods that are used to assess impulse control. Besides experimental paradigms as those listed above impulsivity, or more precisely, personality traits of impulsivity can be assessed using self-report measures. However, if all present correlations between impulsivity traits as assessed using self-report scales and state impulsivity as assessed using experimental paradigms are relatively small. Okay, so that's a lot of scientific garble, but it was important just to read. I don't, I'm not going to go really far into it because a lot of you probably aren't going to understand completely. But let's let's try to dumb it down so that we all can understand excuse me when we have 
normal okay a neurotypical person has the ability to control their impulse and this is meaning like doing something or doing a, an activity and when you're doing the activity there are certain aspects of it that you have the ability to stop yourself like in a split second like i'm not saying like it uh, in a in a minute kind of area or time frame this is more of like a split second or within a second or two sort of time frame where you're doing something and you have a choice or you have an action that is being it needs to be taken and most people who are neurotypical and have good impulse control and don't have ADHD will unless they're totally wanting to do it they don't care you know there's no thought or consequence regarding it if they don't have ADHD and their impulse control is strong they have the ability to in their minds realize the all the like all the consequences and all the levels and all the the choices that there are and the re, and the action the consequences of their actions when they make that choice and they are able to in a split second of or in that within that second or two be able to make the right choice and know it is correct or it is the proper choice that will give them the proper response and in situations will keep them out of danger keep them from re making regretful choices and decisions or making physical actions that they know will be dangerous or harmful to themselves or to other people so someone who has adhd and has poor impulse control or no impulse control will make decisions say things to them you know out loud to people or to themselves in a, in a room or make choices that could be dangerous or harmful to themselves or to someone else around them without any thought they do it they it just happens and then the consequences or the response that comes from it is something that they don't have the ability to realize in their mind before they do the action or they say the action or, or say that what they said and so it often can get someone in trouble in numerous ways you can get in trouble if you're in if, you, if your relationship is you know on the rocks or you're having issues because of your inability to control what you're saying or know that what you say could potentially be harmful you know in a in a to end the relationship or to make someone angry at you it's difficult and it's and more often than not the person's gonna say it and not have the ability to think about it to stop them if they're you know like if they go out and they are not able to realize that the action that they're going to take like let's say driving their car at a very unsafe speed or in dangerous ways or doing something criminal like stealing or you know like doing something that is harmful or shooting something you know like all kinds of there's multiple different examples that i could explain or you know give 
they don't have the ability to know before they make the choice that it is dangerous or illegal, harmful, the bad, you know, the wrong choice, and they don't understand what the consequences are of those actions or the words they say. So they do it so fast, like it's just done. Like I, myself, I have a really hard time with doing something like, okay, here's an example. Um, being in the kitchen and making a move. Like, let's say, the okay, we have a couple cats, and there have been a few times where I have accidentally stepped on their tail, or I bumped into them, or I've bumped into, like, a, a pot, or, or even my girlfriend, because I'm moving in an impulsive way, and there's very little to no thought involved about that action so i move like i turn around and i step forward and i accidentally step on the cat's tail and the cat screams and and meows and i get my girlfriend being angry at me because i stepped on the cat's tail again and it's an impulsive action you just it's like you turn around and you're just doing it the there is no real thought in in my mind about it like i'm not sitting there i'm not standing there and like it's not like I'm I'm in my mind going okay I'm going to turn around I gotta you know where am I going where am I stopping what's in my way is you know like there it's not like someone who sits there and they're and they're writing a report out or a school like project and they're thinking about everything and writing it down it doesn't work in that manner as I'm sure you are aware of it's like doing something without any sort of understanding or realization that what you're potentially doing or what you're the the action that you're going to take you there's no ability to know or to be able to have something in your mind get in the way or hit the pause button or hit the brakes and let you know that hey this just might not be the best thing to do or the best place to walk or the best thing to say there's really there is no filter there's no ability to focus on that like there's literally no filter and the inability to stop yourself within that split second is so difficult that nine out of ten times unless you're really super focused or you're like you're in a hyper focused mode you're going to nine out of ten times you're going to do something that is potentially harm like in a harmful way you know you you somebody gets mad at you like let's say you bump into someone and that person is angry because you know maybe you spilled their drink you're, let's say you're at the bar and you spill their drink and, and you're walking by them and you, and you bump into them, of course, by accident, and that person gets angry at you. A person with no impulse control because of ADHD is very likely going to react immediately with a potentially violent or angry response because all they know is that that person's getting upset at them or being a jerk while you realize that you accidentally bumped into them, causing them to spill their drink, 
they're getting angry at you instead of being able to go okay look it was an accident i'm sorry can we um, maybe i'll buy you a drink you know let's talk it out you're likely going to just react in rage like you're going to be like how dare you you know like and, and you know and it just happens just like that and so you're going to t- you, there's a good chance that you're going to take a swing at the guy and hit him and you're going to cause a fight or you're going to and then you know you're going to get thrown out of the bar or you're going to get arrested and then you then you're going to the jail and in the local jail and all this happens just so fast because you have no ability to within your mind stop yourself by saying hey this is not a good idea you could get in a lot of trouble you could hurt this person you're going to you're going to get it you could get arrested you could embarrass yourself if you're if you've got friends or your girlfriend there you're gonna you're they're gonna be embarrassed you might you know there's all those potential negative actions that come from this aren't available in your mind to stop you now when it comes to verbal things like i have i really have this problem at home where something is like i i do something and it, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of times is an impulsive thing, and 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 it gets me into trouble, or it you know I get excuse me I get asked why did you do that right or what were you doing or what were you thinking, and my initial response tends to always be I don't know or you know or or if if I don't have that response, it's a defensive answer. And it's without thought. There's no consideration for what is going to come from like the response that she's going to give in response to what you say. So I say something that's hurtful or childish, or I say something that has zero meaning or doesn't make any sense, right? Like it, you, you don't have the ability to control that you know, the thoughts in your mind, like, or you, well, you basically don't have thoughts, which is, of course, the whole problem is that you don't have that thought in your mind that controls and directs you as to where to go with it. Now, the other thing that happens is if I'm, if I see something, let's say I'm looking out the window and I see something really cool, like we, we get a lot of animals like birds and and squirrels in our front yard or things, interesting things occur. I have this extremely fast and sudden just response and it'll be like a verbal response. And I, instead of having the ability to think about it and come up with a very thorough proper comprehensive answer it's really like short and it's no there's like no context right so it's like oh look at that and of course nobody she doesn't have any idea what i'm talking about it could be anything out there and she's going look at what or what are you talking about right and i of course can get could get frustrated or i just break down like i get i get a little triggered or i get heightened because of the fact again the the lack of impulse control is going to is likely going to cause me to say something that's like that's like snarky or rude instead of going oh oops right 
and then correcting myself. So instead of correcting myself, I'm saying something that is mean-spirited or rude or angry because I didn't get heard properly. And instead of realizing that what I said was very vague, I'm getting impulsive going, well, you should have known already. Like, you, you should know what I mean, right? So there's there's multiple angles and multiple ways that it goes. Like it's not a simple just one thing and then it happens. Like there are multiple different ways that imp- lack of impulse control affects you. Like poor impulse control as as I've discussed has like it can be verbal, can be physical, um obviously mental decisions um ways that you behave things that you like like the way you present something to somebody in any sort of format whether it's long-term or a short-term response um if you're doing an activity it you do have this poor ability to make decisions like and more often not the correct decisions in the moment so you could very well like if 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 you're driving and this lack of impulse control you have well one you're going to be very easily agitated you're going to there is a good chance and you have a higher risk for having a, a being aggressive or road rage or being in accidents because you're making the wrong choices due to your impulse ability like lack of impulse control you really can't make the right choices and you either like one or two things happens either you do something right away and there's no thought to it which can cause like an accident or get you uh, upset or because of your lack of impulse control you can and this does happen where you freeze and i know that's unusual but it can occur because you are so used to it the second that something like that occurs and it's a sudden and just out of nowhere kind of action, you do have that chance where you will freeze. And that's it. That is a lack of impulse control because impulse control will, if you have good impulse control, you can make split, split decision seconds, uh, split second decisions, excuse me, on things that you're doing and it's very helpful and it's and it can be the difference between getting out of something a potential accident or getting into a bad accident and killing yourself or hurting someone or you know making things way worse okay i'm going to take a quick break and then when i come back i will continue going all right everybody talk to you in a bit All right, everybody, welcome back to Living with ADHD and CPTSD. We are talking about lack of impulse control or poor impulse with ADHD. Uh, let's continue discussing this. Uh, I'm going to read a bit more here about AD, uh, impulse control with ADHD. All right, so everyone has a story about that kid in school from their childhood. 
whether it's was eating paste, arguing with the teacher, or some manner of a Lovecraftian bathroom nightmare scenario, that kid in school had a seam-stealing outbursts on lock. Sometimes we all wonder what happened to them and what they're doing now. Unless, like me, you were that kid in school because you had impulse control issues from untreated ADHD. Impulsivity, in the clinical sense, can be neatly defined as action without foresight. I would speak without raising my hand, interrupt the class with emotional outbursts, and get out of my desk so often I'm surprised the use of duct tape was never bandied around the teacher's lounge. Lounge, excuse me. I would get asked why I was doing any of it, and I never had a clear answer. Even to myself, I didn't like drawing that bad sort of attention to myself. It was humiliating. So, it's funny how often suffering in children gets them labeled as merely troublemakers. Part of this is shame-based masking in kids because they'll do anything to deny they're different. It's part, and part of it is how our school systems are and aren't adequately equipped to recognize or act on these circumstances that are ultimately health issues. So true. I was in school when I began school. It was 1984, and teachers back then. They really had no idea. There, it was minimal knowledge in regards to ADHD, and I was basically thought of as a bad kid because I always was trouble. You know, make getting into trouble, being uh, inter- like I was always interrupting, being disruptive. Uh, you know, things that that were mentioned. It, it, I did, and I did it all the time. I was always doing stupid things. Um, I had a I had a very poor ability to have any foresight into what I was doing and it often got me into trouble. So, yeah, this is very true. All right. This is a column on ADHD and not how we're systematically failing or systemically failing our young people. So, let's keep it pushing. Let's go ahead and do our inventory of jerk type behavior. I was an impulsive child. Well, I'm reading this, but I was too. And I am slightly less impulsive adult. I'm a slightly less impulsive adult. Excuse me, guys. We all have our moments of it, but for me, it can feel like a dozen controllers are all in charge of my brain at once and nobody is checking in with each other before they're pushing buttons. That's a good analogy. Especially in stressful conditions, I find it I find I tend to move first and then process and deal with my action second. It is not the most efficient or effective process. I'm not going to lie. Impulse control is one of the trickiest parts of ADHD. Even the first step of admitting where someone who flies off the handle is tricky because it's a real struggle session of the ego. Fortunately, we've got a checklist. Do you do any of the following? Interrupt conversations, even when you have nothing of substance to add. Why is it hard not to just shut up and let someone have a word in edgewise? True. I do that with my girlfriend all the time. All right, two, have distractions for your distractions. Often the most straightforward tasks can become arduous because the impulse of brain shifts our perception of priority like a spinning slot machine. You never know where your attention span is going to land. Uh, yeah, I don't have this as strong, but it I definitely have had moments where this occurs. Three, spend like you make money moves even when you're broke as hell. 
We all know about those juicy brain chemicals that get released in the, with the instant gratification of impulsive, impulsive purchasing, and those with ADHD often find themselves in the trickiest of rabbit holes regarding what is a want and what is a need. I've even caught myself trying to justify buying ADHD management tools like planners and calendars, and then realize the ones I have work fine. Late stage capitalism, baby. True. Spending money when you've got impulse issues is dangerous because you can sit there and you fight with yourself. Like I, I do have an, a bit of an impulse issue when it comes to spending money. I have a lot of indecisiveness too. So like I'm sitting there or I'm standing there in a store and I'm back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes I've grabbed the item and then I put it back. And I've done this a couple times because I'm like, can, do I do I really need this? And you think and you think and you're going and you're trying to make like a, you know, you're trying to come up with a reason that is going to, you know, validate why you're buying it. And then down the road, you realize that that was kind of a silly, dumb thing to do, but you have no idea or you're not able to just to see that choice or that end that ending result until after you've done it. And it could not it may not even be that same day. It could be a week later or, or even longer when you go, oh, why did I buy that thing? That was a waste of money. Now look, right? It, it's, it's the kind of consistent thought that you get after. Okay, four, find it hard to resist risky self-destructive behavior like fighting or unsafe sex. I have a guy in my context that has about eight different emojis that all convey danger. Do not text him. Anyone else? <laughs> Interesting. Want to hulk out at the very thought of standing in a line that takes more than five minutes? It's not necessarily that we feel our time is worth more than others. Sometimes just the challenge of remaining relatively still and not fidgeting makes standing in a line for a long time positively exhausting. Too bad it's one of those part of being in society things. If any of all of these resonate, your impatient ass might need some professional intervention to deal with a symptom of ADHD. So what can we do about it? Well, like with anything, there is the medication, of course. So some of us treat our ADHD with medication. And then there's cognitive behavioral, ther behavioral therapy, <coughs> which may be useful if you are going proactive or on impulsivity issues. Active mindfulness is like working out a muscle. You might start working out after a scenario of feeling particularly weak and progress might progress might feel impossibly slow at the start just like with getting physically active i want to remind you literally be patient with yourself as you try to be patient with others the more you flex that self-restraint and compassion the easier it will become to you and the better your results will be long term all right <sighs> yeah so true it's amazing how that all those that I just explained are very true. The worst thing for me is definitely saying things or saying an idea or making a response to someone's words or, or sentence or question and not having the ability to think about the answer. It's very tough and it's very frustrating 
but the problem is is it's a you have a hard time stopping yourself like sure you can you can do these things but if unless you're like you know even even with medication it isn't easy to stop it might become less often but you're still going to have a lot of in and you know impulse problems where you just can't stop yourself and you do these things before you before you're real able to think about it and yeah that is my hardest issue is not thinking about what i'm doing and you know you get out there and you and you go and you're doing like a shopping uh, spree or you're or you're with your friends and somebody like there's a joke or or some they're having a laugh and you're thinking something is funny and you have a response like i have done this a few times where i've there's been a conversation and something is funny or or somebody's saying something and not necessarily in a funny way but there's a serious discussion and i have without being able to think about it i have made a response that i thought was funny or was valuable to the conversation and it either didn't make any sense and a lot of people were confused or it was an inconsiderate comment and would get and often would get me into trouble and make people feel you know like what the hell was that or that was stupid or that was really rude why did you say that it is a problem that nags me and it and i know a lot of neurotypical people who the ones that are listening to the show won't understand or won't real won't get it right they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to go why couldn't you think you know like i think one of the common things that a lot of neurotypicals will say to people who have impulse issues is just think more or stop just think before you do it think before you act right it's easy for a neurotypical to maybe change their behavior but someone who has adhd and has a really poor impulse control that's all that is is just going to cause frustration and anger because we're sitting here and and I know I've had it happen where I'm going, oh my God, like, why did I say that? Or, or you're going, oh, that's not what I meant. Or you, and then you get frustrated. Or you, you, if you have a tendency to say something in response, because again, because of impulse control, you're going to end up getting that person upset at you. So either way, you're really in a, you're in a no-win situation the medication does have its ability to help but it definitely isn't going to stop it so you need to you do need to work on improving your abilities to think or to hopefully stop yourself and like i said in the in earlier in the episode cbt therapy is a definite way of helping because you can over time train your mind to be you know to have a little bit more ability to go hmm is this the right action is what i'm saying appropriate am i doing the right thing is this a good idea to go and just take off without telling anybody you know or or buy something without thinking about it without the about the consequences it it will help 
you're 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 probably never going to get a complete cure you're never going to be able to one day not have impulse control problems but it will improve as long as you do the work and you do the proper therapy and you could even practice like you can do repetition or you can do exercises with somebody where they will talk about and you know like pretend and and do role play and you can work on it it's unfortunately it is a bit of a slow process it isn't going to be a fast sort of deal where you're gonna it's going to improve in a few months but it's worth doing if you really are serious about making improvements when it comes to a lack of impulse control i recommend doing it um i know that my issue is trying to just stop like you're so used to thinking or or, or, sorry not thinking while you're attempting to do something and you know at the end that maybe you should have done this you shouldn't have said that you should be you know sort of thought about it more but actually doing it like saying doing what you say or what you think later is so difficult and i know out there those my listeners who have impulse control problems i know it's very difficult but don't get frustrated like try try to have a like a good sense of humor about it uh it's not healthy to be always angry at yourself and it's definitely not healthy to get angry at other people for commenting and noticing that you have that you know when a, a poor impulse choice is, is is made it's not healthy to to have a, a negative attitude and think in a negative way or respond in a negative way try to laugh it off try to slow down try to be grounded try to be present it is difficult but it can be done with a lot of work um meditation is a good way you know if you meditate you can definitely help yourself to be more successful at slowing down and thinking more instead of just making an automatic response over time it will work i know i'm still working on it like i i probably am compared to a year ago well yeah it's getting close to a year since i knew that i had adhd or confirmed in some way i ha- i have improved i would say it's probably about 30 percent or so i know it's not a it's not a large jump i'm don't expect yourselves to be like 50 percent better in a year it takes time and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of frustration and 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 a ton of strength and being like mentally strong with yourself and being patient and being kind to yourself you have to have all these in place and you have to practice it in order for any chance to get better if you can do that then you have a chance of getting improvement you know having improvement with impulse control well i think that's it that's all i can really say in regards to this topic um yeah (laughs) it's one of those things that you know you you can talk about and give hundreds of examples but it's not going to make much of a difference unless you do something about it or you 
put the effort and the patient and have the patience to try and improve it and try to and knowing that you're going to have setbacks that's the truth you know you ask any therapist or any expert and they will agree it is not an easy thing to overcome but you can try to work hard at improving it even if you get like i said 20 30 percent improvement you just got to keep working on it don't don't give up don't lose don't lose hope don't get frustrated and quit just stay at it and talk to your therapist talk to your friends talk to people you know let them know be aware try to let them in on or yeah let them in on what's going on and maybe they'll help you you know kindness and understanding and support is the best way to help someone who does have impulse control issues now if you're on your own and you're doing things like driving unsafe or you're making decisions that are dangerous or you know going to get you into major trouble you've you might want to find ways to adapt maybe have someone come with you Um, maybe you need to not drive as often maybe you need to have someone else drive for you maybe you need to have a partner who you know goes with you when you go out to do things like shopping Um, maybe leave your cards at home maybe only bring twenty dollars or thirty dollars in cash don't put yourself in a position that you're you know the inability to have impulse control is going to get you into trouble or cost you something that you're going to regret later find ways to change your behavior whether it's adapting like that way or work on therapy like cbt is a good way that could help it's going to take some time though okay everybody that is today's episode um check out russell barkley he definitely has a lot to say regarding adhd and inhibition or sorry not inhibition uh, impulse control um which also ties into executive functioning um and working memory um emotional regulation all these they all tie in together definitely check them out on youtube um i really recommend you do that okay check me out um Twitter at ADHD and CPTSD. Uh, please look at my website, uh, www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. And I'm working on getting some guests on uh, my new YouTube show. It's going to be one on one with other ADHD experts, uh, regular people who have ADHD you know, discuss their struggles and their real life experiences. I'm looking to get people on. If you are interested and you want to be part of the show, give me a tweet, get on Twitter and look me up and message me and say, Hey, I listened to your podcast and I would like to discuss, uh, you know, on your show about my experiences, you know, let's reach out, let's get out there for people. Okay, everybody, that was it. I had a lot of fun and I can't wait for next week. So until then, have a great week. Bye everybody.